Welcome back to episode two. Would you believe it? We've made a second week and uh, it is uh, keeping it real with Chuck Ludy and the big fella. And uh, well, welcome back to the second of our podcast. We are still here for another week and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we've got uh, this bloke on the phone. He's a former Victorian, former South Australian cricket superstar, Darren well, Chuck Berry. It's a big show. Chuck, are you there, big boy? <laughs> big fella. Now, listen, I'm happy with Aussie Crawl to start the show, but I'm not happy with the big show at all because that's more your style. Uh, you know, Ludy and I are the quiet country fellas. But you know what, big fella? A week's a long time in sport. I can't believe it's been a week since our last podcast. And you know why it's been a big week in sport, don't you, big fella? Well, nothing's happened. There's been no sport, unfortunately. <laughs> no sport at all. Nothing's happening. Let's get the other one, uh, oh, the other part of this show, the great man. He's a former South Australian, former Victorian wicket-keeping extraordinaire. He is an absolute superstar from uh, the southwest of Victoria, too. He mustn't forget that. Got his very own song this week as well. <laughs> Uh, Timmy Ludeman, how are you, buddy? Where do you find this stuff, Stewie? Seriously, you, you need to get a day job. Yeah, let's be honest. You text me, you text me that and said, "Hey, listen, I want to, I want to come into this little ditty tonight. Can you sort that out?" And I said, "Yeah, no worries. That's easy done." Hey, listen, boys. In all honesty, how are you going? How are you both both going? Starting with you, Chuck. Uh, well, it has been a quiet week. I sort of joked from the outset. It's really tough, isn't it? Not having any football. I mean, tough for me, not commentating, but. Just to not be able to turn the telly on and you know watch the footy and and any sport for that matter and uh, look first week of school holidays to be honest I've enjoyed it because I've had my kids and we've been you know just sort of isolating together and a couple of sunny days a bit of swimming action out the back and a bit of basketball with the young bloke but it wouldn't want to last six months I wouldn't have thought Stewie because a week's been okay but I reckon the novelty might wear off and a few people go stir crazy mm, there's only so much uh, Netflix and TV and sport reruns you can watch Timmy Ludeman isn't there on the big screen oh bloody oath bloody oath good to be back another week Stewie as you said but um, uh, it's been quiet on my front um, been a busy week at work actually working for Richie Brothers Auctioneers. I need to get, give them a plug. We've had a big couple of days on the auction front, so um, it's been a bit exciting at my household, working from home. Uh, good you know, idea. last week, Stewie, you know, last week, Tim Ludeman was 42 years of age, and this week, he's 31. He's 31, <laughs> Benjamin Button. So by the time we get to the end of this little coronavirus episode, Ludie will be back to his birth, I reckon. <laughs> 31, it's... 
Chuck, you can relate to 31 because you're about 31 stone, are you? Oh, I was going to say, that oh, might have been the batting average, which you might have been, you might have been disappointed with. Uh, in all I honesty, you have, you got, have you got a beer in the hand tonight, Ludy? Because, uh, well, me and Chuck, you know, a bit of banter during the week, and Chuck thought you were a stale bottle of piss last week on the first episode, let's be honest. Beer. So he wants you to beer. loosen up a bit here, Ludy. Oh, you got to remember I'm working with two radio gurus. You know, the caper, I'm just a little battler just trying to make me way in life. So, well, I must admit, just for our listeners, I've uh, settled in tonight and uh, I've got a little uh, Carlton Draft cool one out of the fridge <laughs> to get us through the next uh, 55 minutes. So just, I'll just one, one stubby show for me. <laughs> one stubby show. Now, I want to just, uh, you know, look, a bit of feedback from last week's first episode, which was really sensational. We've, uh, we've ticked uh, nearly over the 400 mark in listens, which is fantastic for a show starting from scratch. Uh, but, mm. gee whiz, there was a little bit of feedback back coming the way of chatty sayers you boys didn't hold back there late your old mate your old cricketing buddy you just absolutely let him have it on all all, all barrels fair enough i would well, have there's... thought i mean don't you think lords i mean uh, for a bloke that's sort of five foot three bowls 102 kilometers an hour uh he's got a test match with no fingers and uh, I read before, just before we go on air, this bullshit that Ludie's sending out about what a great stumping he took off Chad Sayers. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard, big fella, to stand up to the stumps to 102 kilometres, is it? No, I wouldn't have Seriously. thought so. Honestly, I've probably faced it in the nets at Nestles over the journey. <laughs> but hey, I, I, hope you, I hope you listened last week. I mean, those 370 listeners we had, did it matter, Stewie, that I replayed it about 14 times? Or? <laughs> hey, <laughs> now, you just said you hope you listened last week well. I'm going to let did. you. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. He's listening right now, and he's actually on the phone. Ooh. Chatty Sayers, are you there, big fella? I'm here, boys. I don't know how you've made it to the second week uh, going on last week's performance, Chuck and Lou. Oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is a setup. Big fella, this is rubbish. Trump this wasn't on our rundown sheet. Now, listen, you two blokes, you can't pot a bloke and absolutely throw him to the sharks without a right of reply. Chad, you mate. got torn to pieces last week, mate. Yeah, I did, didn't I? It's uh, the same gags every every time they uh, get on the, on the radio, so I'm used to it, but... Um, yeah, I've got a bit coming for them tonight. <laughs> I think so. Come on, I've been, I have been. You know, I never say anything bad about Chad. I've been his biggest supporter. Uh, hey, he can't suck up to me, now, Chuck. Uh, is he really there? I thought it was just someone mimicking him. Is this really? Is he on the line? <laughs> this is the Sultan yeah, I mean. of Swing, mate. Swing it like Sayers, whatever you want to call Bloody him. Hell. The King of Adelaide, the King of Hindley Street, Chatty Sayers, yeah. live on our we, potty. We shouldn't joke, Chad, about it. So he got me on. We we shouldn't joke, Chatty, about a very great to have you on, and I'm going to not. I'm not happy with the big fella because he needs to tell us this stuff if he's going to get special guests. And we shouldn't joke about a very serious matter. But we're doing this show, Chad, because it is a down time. But mate, we, what year do you think coronavirus will make it to Adelaide? <laughs> I, I do wish it hadn't come here yet, Chuck, because uh, it is a bit of a downtime at the moment, isn't it? But uh, unfortunately, no, no it has reached. It has reached. It certainly has Big reached. Fella. Chad, I want to uh, talk cricket with Chad. I I want to talk cricket first. Okay, first and foremost with this man because uh, he's a very, very talented sports person. Unlucky for mine not to have played uh, more uh, cricket for Australia, and and who knows, that could still come. Don't worry about that. But, uh, Chad, take us back because 
Your test debut was the following test after that massive cheating scandal that rocked the cricketing world, Chatty. Yeah, that's right. It was uh, an interesting tour to be involved in, Shui, and uh, not one uh, I'm proud to be involved in. But as you said, um, to make my debut after after that uh, test match um, was still uh, a great achievement for me and something I'm going to be proud of for a long time. Chatty, I just want to know what what was the feeling like? You know, like it must have been just total dismay back in in, in that you know the dressing room from Conda, you know that that I think it was the second or the third test uh, when it all went down. Um, you know, you're you're right in the heart of it, mate. Uh, what was the feeling like in the dressing rooms? Yeah, it was obviously um, pretty down in there, mate. Um, after they got done, and and I guess not not knowing what to do. Um, yeah, it was a quiet. Dr- change room for a couple of hours after after that day um, where Bancroft got, got found out and yeah, it didn't really cheer up um, until we got home. Chuck and Ludy, uh, you've been at professional level at the highest level. Um, you know, I remember talking to you both at the time when all this scandal broke. It was uh, it was massive news, wasn't it, in the cricketing world, uh, in, the, in the world of sport in general? Well, it certainly was, and sad day for Australian cricket, I think. And, and, you know, I mean, we joke a lot on this show, but that's a serious matter. And, I mean, you know, all jokes aside, I'm enormously proud that Chad played for Australia. And uh, the, there's one test match between the four of us here on this show at the moment, and he's, he's the only one that's got it. Let's hope he adds to that, because unfortunately, Ludy's not. Uh, I'm definitely not a big fella. You no have chance. Uh, not a lot of chance. So... Let's hope Chatty can add, sort of add to that one, but he does have one that no one can take off him. And and you know, if I could be serious, which is rare for me, it was a very proud moment for me. I must admit, watching the television, and I was talking to his wife, and we were texting back and forwards, and it was a, it was a great moment because it was thoroughly deserved. And in my opinion, it, it took too long to come. He should have gone to England. He would have been perfect in England. But probably like when I arrived in Adelaide, a lot of people said he wasn't fast enough and he wasn't tall enough and all the stuff that we hang on him. But the numbers suggest uh, he was more than good enough. So I'm glad that he got that green baggy cap. Yeah, and Ludie, you must be super proud as well, being such a good close friend of, uh, of Chatty's. Yeah, bloody oath. You know, Chatty was uh, one of my best men at me, me wedding. He's a very close friend of mine. But I, th- I think, as Chuck said, the probably the hardship that Chatty's gone through throughout his career to, to get where he got to, to get that test. Um, a lot of people wouldn't realise, but he probably took over three... Chatty might be able to correct me. He would know this fact. Um, <laughs> three, uh, 350 A-grade wickets before he got selected to play for South Australia, roughly. Um, and then probably another 200 wickets with South Australia before he got a test debut. So he's like he's worked harder than anyone. And exactly what Chuck said, because... You know, he's too slow, he's too small, his fingers aren't normal, that sort of stuff. <laughs> but ultimately he's more skill- <laughs> ultimately he's more skillful than than most most fast bowlers out there and that's why he got the Gandhi, because time and time again he keeps producing the goods and uh, you know, I love him. Yeah, that's well said, mate. I, I love it too. And uh, all, all I want to ask Chad is uh, was Chuck coaching South Australia, mate, when you couldn't burst into that team? Oh, he was there. I don't know if he was coaching, but he, he showed up. <laughs> what was he? What was he like, Chatty? What was he like as a coach? Come on, mate. What was he like? <laughs> nah, it, was a, it was a great coach. Um, he obviously came over when I struggled to get into the the Redbacks team to play first class cricket, and he saw my ability for what it was and and gave me my crack. So um, 
uh, a lot of my career to him. He, he is a very structured coach, unlike a lot of coaches these days. Um, and, yeah, obviously he got the best out of a lot of people in South Australia. Big fellow, we don't want to talk about me because I'm done. But what I do want to tell you, when I first arrived in Adelaide, and I didn't know Chad Sayers at all from a bar of soap. I knew Ludie, as, we, as we've discussed. We go back a fair way. But I, and, and I say this, not I turned up to the Bradman Medal before I started the job, and there was this sort of bogan-looking fellow with tips in his hair. Um, he had a beer in his hand, really small hands, and he had a beer in his yeah, hand. It looked like a long that. neck. <laughs> it was a long neck. And Chatty will remember, well, he might not remember because he's had a couple, and he pretty much come up to me, and, and he, it wasn't you-know-who-I-am. It was, it was pretty much, mate, you need to have a look at my record, and you need to seriously give... Give me some consideration. It was something along those lines, and I thought, oh, well, good on the kid for you know having enough nurries to come up. So you know, from that night, I remember that night at the Bradman Medal. That was before I became the uh, the coach. I reckon I was only doing the T20 side then. And I deliberately, when I went to Adelaide, I went and watched him play at Woodville one day. And and again, and I don't mind saying it now, people in Adelaide, current people that are still involved, selectors and past, no, no, he's never going to get good people out. He's not fast enough. Well, uh, and I've said before, he's not fast. Uh, he's not tall enough. Yeah, he's not tall. Uh, he's not going to get good players out on flat wickets. Well, I went and watched him at Woodville one day, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but he would have bowled 23 overs on the trot, and he probably went for 27 or 28 runs and took three or four, and I thought, this bloke deserves a chance. Uh, and that's sort of where it started. And I, and again, I don't mind saying, I stuck my neck out and said, no, no, I believe in this kid. And I reckon first up against Tassie, from memory, he only got one for 90 or two for 90. Oh, I don't know what, it wasn't that flattering. But if you give someone a chance and you believe in them, you've got to stick with them. You don't just give them one game and put them in the bin. Yeah. So, you know, I'm proud that I stuck with him. And then that's all I did was provide an opportunity to someone that I saw desperately wanted a crack at it. And then he took it, run. They say some people knock on the door. Chad Sayers smashed the door down. Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? You know, and, and that's just a story of perseverance, boys, isn't it? You know, like, and, and, and you said it before, ballsy, to come up to the new coach and say, hey, go and check out my record. I reckon I deserve a crack here. And uh, and the willingness for you to give him a crack. His first game obviously wasn't the best, but go and have a look at some of the, the superstars of the game over the journey that have had some shockers the first two or three games. Even Jonathan Brown. I don't think he touched it in his first game of AFL footy, boys. Yep. Do you remember that night, Chatty? Uh, no, not really, because I think I won the Bradman, and as you said, I had a few too many beers. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do remember it. Um, I, didn't oh, I don't think he does, though, Lutz. I actually don't think he does. I, I don't think he does either. I think he's just trying to get out of that then and say, yeah, of course I remember it. You were blind, Chadwick, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, it was a good night. It was a good night, Shuey. Now, listen, you've been one of the original uh, May Race Adelaide crew come over with Chuck Ludy, uh, Cal Ferguson um, in that first, Joe Many in that first kind of uh, group for the first couple of years. What's your highlight of the May Racing Carnival, big fella? Because uh, it's been pretty kind to you over the journey, Chad. Yeah, it has. It's, uh, it's a great carnival, isn't it? And as you said on the last episode, it's uh, unfortunate that it's not going to be... Uh, as big as it usually is uh, this year. Uh, but I think just the expectation of what Ludi uh, made it out to be and um, getting there, and it's probably exceeded ex- expectations over the years. Um, great bunch of blokes we went with, uh, getting to meet uh, you, big fella, and uh, Monkey, and 
you blokes looking after us all the time. Um, going to Whalers, uh, having a few more beers there, which is always uh, good fun. And, yeah, just the company we got to hang out with. Oh, geez, a I good, got, uh, good man, boys. I got a little one. A little one for you, Stewie, actually. That, uh, <laughs> a little story from the races about Chatty. Yes. Um, oh, here we go. There's not there's not every day that you get to have kink to kink with a Brownlow medalist, right? I can remember I this wanna, well. I just want to set the scene, Stewie. You were there. There was uh, there was a, one of those bloody big claw machines at the pub we went to. And uh, we were trying to get this, win this footy out of the out of the machine, and eventually we we won one. And we started having kick to kick with the great late Paul Couch, um, obviously Ripper. Southwest in, legend, in the pub, absolute champion. In, in the pub, inside the pub, inside the pub, while patrons dining around them, we are running around in our suits and ties, <laughs> and the race is tied around our head, <laughs> kicking, Correct. lace out the best skills you've ever seen uh. in Warnable at this venue, and Paul Couch. Goes to his raking left foot and nails Chatty straight in the eye. <laughs> Hands don't Bloody go up, hurt. don't move. <laughs> it just whacks him straight in the face. And for the rest of the night, his eye would not stop weeping, and everyone just thought he was crying flat out. <laughs> I can remember Three. it well. And Paul Couch, an absolute <laughs> superstar, great friend of us here at the show. Um, yeah, we took him mm. up to Darwin for his um. 50th birthday, and it was a, such a memorable trip now um, with the great Greg Kelson, who was uh, one of Couchy's great mates, and Mark Vaughan, and, uh, you know, just a ripping fella, an absolute beauty. Um, and, you know, when you, when you touch on stories about uh, about Paul Couch, that trip to Darwin for his 50th birthday, he had no idea um, what he was doing. All he had, to, all he was told um, was that he had to have his bags packed and we were going to pick him up at 7 a.m. On the, on the Friday morning. So he walked out and we... Told him we were going to Dale on the Dale and Carpet. He loved his horse races, loved the ponies, and uh, he was that excited. And uh, we got up there on the Friday night at the casino at Darwin. Have you boys been to the casino at Darwin? Jupiter's. Yep, Jupiter. So you know that deck? Uh, kind of overlooks overlooks the uh, the sunset. Magnificent, yeah, magnificent <laughs> set up in there. We'd had a big session, a lot of wonderful people there, a lot of people that we knew. And uh, Anthony Stevens, the uh, the ex North Melbourne champion, come along, and Steve Owen had a few too. He was uh, he was pretty <laughs> topped up. And uh, anyway, him and Catchy, there was a bit of banter and a bit of by play. And uh, he turned around to Catchy. He said, "Ah, oh, he said you you guys at Geelong were our tease pony." He said, "We used to love smashing you guys." And Catchy took offence and. It got a little bit, little bit heated for probably thirty seconds. Yeah, a little bit, you know, look, just a little bit funny. Anyway, Couchy pulled out the wad of fifties, and he said, "Well, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? The cats play the Kangas tomorrow night. This on the Saturday night." Anyway, Steve-O turned around. He said, right He said, who else? Which one of you other blokes wants to have a bet? So anyway, we all pulled out 500. We had 1,500 head-to-head. I held the cash. The Cats got up by seven points. I've never, ever before in my life barrack for the Geelong Football Club. And we had great pleasure in uh, texting Steve-O with the big wads of cash from the casino the next night when the Cats got the job done. So that is a true story. And uh, he was an absolute legend, Paul Couch. Uh, and sad loss, you know, and, and I mean, we again, we joked about myself having a heart attack, and, and I'm glad I can joke about it. Unfortunately, Couchy, we lost him, and what a great man he was. So, you know, rest in peace, the great Brownlow medalist, and, and our memory will always be the May races where he sort of did the Ray Finkel, didn't he? Laces out, Ace Ventura, pet detective, Ray Finkel, laces out, straight straight. 
straight through Chaddy's massive hands. He put the mitts up and it went straight through and sconed him in the forehead. Lucky it didn't hit his fingers or it might have popped the footy, actually. <laughs> I can remember I had a glass of red wine in my left hand and it did not spill a drop. Do you know what, mate? Shame <laughs> on you for drinking red wine during a May race carnival. That is just unheard of. Oh, Who does it's that? It's probably about 2 a.m. in the morning, wasn't it? <laughs> ah, good times, good times, that is for sure. What else have we got for Chatty, boys? Come on, you blokes have been with him. You've worked alongside him. You've coached him. You've done that. You must have a little bit more dirt on each other. I don't know about dirt. I just wanted to ask him where he's at at the moment. I mean, we're sort of pumping him up with one test and... You know, he missed a little bit of cricket this year, so just let our listeners know, Chad, and I haven't spoken to you for a little while, so where's your body at? Are we going to see Chad Sayers in the Redbacks colours again? I hope so, yeah. Um, hopefully we get back uh, very soon and um, back in the pre-season, but uh, body is actually pretty good at the moment. Um, I noticed you said I didn't play much cricket, Chuck, but I got through... Uh, Eight out of the nine games. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you actually sprayed Stewie last week for uh, getting his shit right. So come on, mate. But... No, that's a that's a fair call. That shows how much interest I got these days. But I probably lose, I think, because I only watched the Big Bash and I didn't see him appear in many of those games. But uh, maybe that's what it was. I was confusing with the Big Bash. So I apologise if you if you played eight, you mustn't have done much. <laughs> come uh, on. Fourth or fifth in the bowling. <laughs> That's about it. That's all good. But, um, and I, I what about again? You boys over there in South Australia, you've managed to see another coach off as well. Just blame the coach. Get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, it's always the coach's fault, isn't it, Chuck? <laughs> always. Hey, you know, can I just ask though? Because obviously, Chad, you were there when Chuck got the uh, the lemon and sars. Um, no, no, no. Let's move on. <laughs> I just want to ask Chaddy and Ludie. I think because you would have been there as well, Ludie. But what was it? You know, like it would have been a tough old time because you know this bloke gave you blokes probably your best opportunity cricket wise. Yeah, I, I was very upset when um, Chuck got the got the ass. Um, as I said before, he gave me my opportunity to play, and I thought it. He was doing a great job at South Australia. We'd been bottom for a long time and we'd started winning some games and um, started getting some momentum up. And I, I think the next two years, uh, we ended up making the Shield final. So I believe that was on the back of uh, Chuck's, Chuck's coaching and, and the way he um, got the boys together and the direction we were going. So I, and as Tim will say as well, we were utterly in... Uh, Billy disappointed in uh, him getting the ass, and I guess the way it came uh, happened as yeah. well. Yeah, I, I before, firstly, all I can remember is um, we got called to a, a function room at the the Lion Hotel in North Adelaide. I'm not sure if Chatty can remember that. And we we sat in there, and the uh, the SACA CEO come in and, and sort of told us, and that was the first I'd heard of it. Um, I hadn't hadn't heard from Chuck or heard from anyone. Um, or we didn't have any inkling it was going to happen. And then, um, yeah, we we heard from Keith Bradshaw, the CEO, and um, that was it. Um, but I, exactly what Chad said, I, I think, you know, Chuck, Chuck are a struggling, a struggling state. Chuck come in and set some really, really good foundations with um, structure and plan, game plans, and and just, just quality foundations that um, yeah, was passed on through to the Siddons generation when... Um, when uh, they made a couple of shield finals and and all the 
you know, all the all the games are put into quality players like Chatty and, and these sort of guys. And, um, you know, that was what the, the Shield team at that stage was built around. You know, recruits like Zampa, uh, many, these sort of guys. Um, you know, that, that's what foundations were built around. And, and that was all in the back of Chucks and, and Jamie Cox. Um, who, who obviously was the, the head man at that time, director of cricket. Um, you know, he did a brilliant job as well before he fell on his sword due to some BBL stuff. But, um, yeah, it's it's, um, it's one of those things that probably doesn't get recognised enough, but that's that's the facts. Did you go and have a beer with Saka? Definitely. When, it, when, it, all went, when it all broke, you got it, You obviously left that room, you would have been absolutely uh, just gobsmacked on tipping by the sounds of it what what did you do first straight on the phone boys and go and have a beer with the big fella chatty we uh we did, oh, yeah. definitely spoke um we did yeah. have a beer at some stage chuck was obviously probably a bit uh distraught with it all so it didn't happen straight away but it did happen definitely we were lucky enough to uh build a pretty good relationship with uh chuck and his family so um we were always try and catch up for for dinner and and have a few drinks together for sure Saka, you still with us? There was no, there's no setup there either. I just, uh, I thought the conversation yeah, no, couple, was just couple going of tears, down. Couple of tears for Saka at this end, to be honest. Uh, 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 no lovely words, but I mean, it's easy when I've got two blokes on the phone that I that I know were supporters of mine, and and probably because they knew that I was supporters of them, and. You know, I mean, we can all cry over spilt milk and, mate, unfinished business. I was shattered when it all went down. And uh, to be honest, I, I didn't even know about that meeting at the Reliant Hotel or whatever. So, uh, you know, it was the first I'd heard of it as well. Um, you know, and of course, it wasn't sacked. It was mutually agreed, uh, which means sacked. Uh, and time <laughs> to move on. But uh, it was, a, it happens to, you know, sadly, all coaches. And to be honest, I sent Jamie Siddons a message today because... I mean, Jamie Siddons and I were teammates and really good friends. It's always smooth sailing on the way in the door. You know, I, yeah. I sailed into town and it's beautiful, but it's not that pleasant when you're sailing out of town. And, you know, I'd taken my family over there. I'd really set myself up in Adelaide and, and I just felt that it was unfinished business. Uh, and it was in a season that was, as we spoke about last week, and please don't go there again, Stewie, but we did it last week, obviously, and something that affected all three of us on the phone. Now, the Philip Hughes tragedy in that same year, you know, there was a lot of people that didn't really understand the huge impact that had on the team, and that probably upset me even more that there was no... Uh, empathy, or yep. not enough empathy shown in that period, and that, that's not an excuse and not using a tragedy, but that, that was, it just left a bit of taste and look, it's five years ago now and uh, and I'm, I watch with interest, as I say, you know, and I was half joking before, I mean, I watch the scores all the time to see how Chad goes and the guys that I coach, because I still care about them, and the thing out of all of it is, I know now, you know, I'll probably never coach at that level again, but I did it and I've got these two blokes that are on the phone. We're friends for life. I mean, I, I emceed Ludie's wedding. Uh, I was kind enough to get an invitation at Chad's wedding. Chad was in Tim Ludeman's wedding. You know, it, it all goes around. And it's the relationships that you make out of it that are probably the long-lasting things. Yeah, couldn't have said it any better. Well said, mate. Uh, absolutely magnificent. Um, Chad, I just want to ask about your first wicket too. AB de Villiers, not a bad uh, scalp, mate. Uh, can you remember uh, just what it was like? Like you know, like a, a, an amazing scalp to get. It was a pretty good one, wasn't it, Stewie? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me uh, 
to the second you brought to get my first wicket. So, um, as you want to when you debut, uh, you want to get a wicket pretty early so you get in the game. But I was lucky enough to take a catch early, but uh, I thought about pretty well throughout the day and just couldn't get one. Um, I nicked Markham off and just dropped short of Tim Payne and I thought, bloody hell, I'm not going to get a wicket here and everyone's going to think I'm a shit cricketer. But, um, yeah, second new ball and managed to nip one back through and, and take the inside edge of AB and then <clears throat> heart and mouth stuff when, when he uh, deferred it straight away and uh, went upstairs and I thought, bloody hell, he hasn't hit it and I'm going to have to not have a wicket again. So, but... Luckily on the screen, big uh, spike and yeah, had me first wicket. So and, and lucky enough, big fella, lucky enough that that one carried to the keeper because that was 106 kilometres an hour. That one. <laughs> the really keeper. Nipped, nipped why, why wasn't Tim Payne keeping up to the stumps like Timmy Ludeman? Wow, surely. that's a good question. Good question. Surely, nah, unreal, mate. Now listen, I, I think he did half the test match. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Now listen, a few people have actually texted in and said, uh, "How come uh, Ludie and, uh, and the great Chuck?" Mary have got their own little songs to intro. Well, all I can come up with, mate, uh, there's no swing it like Sayers or anything, but I have got a little bit of Leo Sayer for you, mate. Mm. You like a bit of Leo, boys? Love a bit of Leo. You could have come up with a salt and a swing or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good song, actually. This one didn't know Leo Sayers. It's your vintage, Chuck. It uh, sounds like the trip home from the Whalers after a day out of the May races going by the Mackers drive-thru. I can assure you, Stewie, is this you know I can dance? Because that is not Chad Sayers. <laughs> I've seen him dance. I've seen him break that Whalers dance for a part at times, Chuck. <laughs> I thought you played my song early, Stewie, the, the Big Show. But. <laughs> hey, Chuck's, hey, Chuck's not happy with the Big Show. I can't wear that nah. out, Chuck. Have a listen, nah, we're getting rid listen of that. to this. He's skinny now, isn't it? <laughs> this is how you get around Mount Eliza, mate, on a weekly mate, basis. That's a little and bit more Glenn Maxwell type of stuff, the Big Show. How can I be the Big Show when I couldn't even get in the Whalers? <laughs> Needed ID, and they gave me the flick. Um, I'm disappointed, Stewie, that you didn't have a, a bit of Mark Knopfler salt and a swing for Chatty. <laughs> salt yeah. I should have told. I didn't even think of that one, boys, but I apologise. Stewie. Yes, Ludie? Stewie, we've we got, uh, obviously, May Race is getting a mention, but Chatty loves his punts. I just want to know what he's got running around at the moment, if they're doing any good for our listeners, that they yes, can maybe get yes. a couple of bucks on and have a, have uh, a little flutter. I wish I could help you out, Ludie, but... Um, I'm actually in my sporting room at the moment, and on my wall is "Swing It Like Sayers First Win." What you've <laughs> called? You've I'm... named a horse after yourself. <laughs> Are you for real, big fella? Oh, oh, man, I thought he was a humble bloke. He's lost the plot. I cannot believe this. <laughs> I actually had a had a syndicate, and at the time, I was taking a few wickets. So they thought if we name it all like that, it might get a bit of publicity, which it did. But, oh um, wow! Unfortunately, now it, it broke its leg and died. So oh gee um, whiz! Oh yeah, not well, great. But no, I don't shocking. actually have any running around at the moment, Timmy. So I can't help. Any up and coming or? And my success on the punt lately is 
horrible, so I'm not giving any out. <laughs> You're on the bad patrons list by the sounds <laughs> of that, big fella. Hey, now listen, I want you to hang around because we've got a couple of little topics that I think might be right up your alley here, okay, Chad? And uh, I want to talk about, because this is an Adelaide thing, Ludy, you brought this to the table, mate. What the, what the freaking stuff is a pie floater? Talk about this. What is it? <laughs> That's what, is... what Chad said about holes at the Adelaide Oval. <laughs> you said that, not me. Come on, what, time, what's a pie Chuck flavor? would have eaten them by the time I got down the other end of the weekend. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I think you go, Chatty. You're the Adelaide I'd boy. Never, it's actually, I'd never, yeah, I'd never heard of him until I'd moved to Adelaide. So I think, I think Chatty should fill us in on exactly yeah, what they are. But a pie floater is a meat pie. They take the top off and they mash, uh, make like a mashed pea kind of soup thing and. Tip it all over the top of it. It's not my cup of tea, Stewie. What, so it's like a tro- su- it's a soup with pie. It's like a mashed pea. They tip all over the pie and yeah, you tuck in. But well, and it's only get it in Adelaide, boys. Is that right? Well, they're they're a bit different in Adelaide, and I'm a little bit older than than Chad. And uh, when I was playing in Adelaide a long time ago, Stewie, I debuted in South Australia. Ironically, and uh, I remember there used to be in the main street of Adelaide when I was at the Cricket Academy, we used to always go to a pub called Ambassadors, and it was huge. Upstairs, dance floor, you know, trying to strut our stuff, and we were hopeless. But outside Ambassadors, you take a little right-hand turn and head for the Hilton along King William, and there was the pie van, and that was like the 2 a.m., in Warnable when you head for the pizza shop or you head for the Suvers, and we'll mm. get to your terrible eating habits, big fella, you'd get a pie floater. And I reckon the only thing Chad probably left out, they they turn the pie upside down in this soup of green peas. <laughs> and to be honest, it's absolutely putrid. But Adelaide people <laughs> seem to like them. That's the pie floater. That is unbelievable. A pie floater. But they don't even serve this. They don't even serve this stuff to the convicts. In prisons, no, but they're dishing it up on streets in Adelaide. And take the top off it. The top off the pie is only the best bit. I tell you what, I do to meat pie, boys. You, you touched on it there, Chuck. Uh, I, I've got some unusual Wouldn't eating touch habits. Size of the issue, would it? No, well, do you know what? Like, I, I'm a big boy, okay. <laughs> and I, one of Chuck's mates actually asked you how big I was on Facebook or social during the week. <laughs> Chuck, and Chuck, to Chuck's credit, he actually stuck up for me. I'm not that big, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. I squeeze the guts out of the pie, so I, I eat the end off, and then I just squeeze the meat because I don't I don't eat much meat, boys. You know that, and I squeeze the insides out with a little bit of sauce and just have the outside casing. Just have the pastry. Yeah, I'm a pastry man. I like the pastry, but you can get a little bit of reflux, okay, when you get on in, in life, boys. Okay, so you might need ain't it too quick. Yeah, you just might need a little bit of low sec just to wash it down for those that get a little bit of reflux. The what other about th- the Chico Roll, Stewie? Because I remember a night with you down there, and you got a Chico Roll, and I saw a similar... I said, what on earth are you doing? No, I squeezed the guts out of a Chico Roll, too. I just like the casing <laughs> there as well. There's something in regards to casing, but I just I don't like the middle bit. I don't like the middle bit. Um, what about Dim Sim, yeah. then? How do you go for Dim Sim? I know where this is going, you two blokes. I know you've obviously been tipped off somewhere along the lines, but I did have a dim sim pizza at one stage. Um, put it on the specials board at the pub, and I uh, said, this is going to go gangbusters. Bit of sweet chilli sauce over the top. Dim sim's kind of sliced, and uh, I loved it. It was magnificent. Did not sell one. Well. Did not sell one well on the specials board. It was on there for two weeks. Worked well, then. Did not sell one. Nah. 
Okay. Uh, well, you, re- you, want- you got one, Luge? No, no, no. Are yours? <laughs> what do you got? Come on. Keep throwing them at me, you blokes. No, I just remember Warney as a kid. Uh, you know, his, his eating habits are pretty ordinary, and he probably wouldn't like me speaking about it. I mean, he's pretty much as a... Uh, her margarita pizza and a bag of chips. That was about his diet throughout his career. But he, he used to go to McDonald's. I remember we, we went to the West Indies and McDonald's was big in the Windies. And he would go <laughs> in and order a cheeseburger and he would pull out the meat and the pickle and scrape off the cheese and fill it up with a large chips and just have what we know as a chip booty, I suppose, oh, in England. Oh, I love and it. that was Warney's Maccas, a chip chip roll in the cheeseburger, but flick the meat and the pickles. I, I love it. I do exactly the same, but I actually put the chips in with the meat and uh, ask for double pickles. So it's like a chip kind of cheeseburger. Absolutely well, delicious. I think something you would like, Stewie, then if, I mean, as a kid growing up, and I had grew up in fairly humble sort of... Uh, not a lot of uh, cash in my house growing up, mum and dad. And I used to have a delicacy. I loved it. And you, you, you might have had it, you guys. You, you relate to this, Stu, if you rip the guts out of it. What about toad in a hole? Have you? Oh, but it's the Aussie version, not the English version. So the bit of bread and you rip the guts out of it, rip a hole out and crack an egg in the middle and put oh, it on the fry pan. Beautiful, Bit mate. of tomato sauce. A little bit of burnt bacon on top, chuck, and uh, away we go. I thought you were going down the uh, frog in a pond or something. You know, I was going to say, I've nah. heard a frog in a pond, not a toad in a hole. Now, just on water. Have did, a go, did, boys. Have did, a go at that. Get the bread and put it in a, yeah, so- in a saucer with a bit of milk. A bit yeah, of milk and take a circle out of the middle. Take a little circle out of the middle, about the size of Chatty's palm, just a little circle. Get rid of that and crack an egg in the middle, put it on the fry pan, give it a minute or so each side, keep the egg runny in a bit of sauce. I'll tell you what, Ludie, that's the Saturday night special. When it's Chuck's turn to cook... I, I tell you what, Chuck, you are sounding a lot like Matt Preston and look a lot like him if you chuck the cravat on. <laughs> and, and can I just ask, what was the name of it, a rat in a hole? Toad. Toad in the hole. Toad in the hole. I thought you would pluck uh, that, that straight out of the Wuhan menu. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no bats allowed. <laughs> it's a bat-free zone. Hey, just and a has warning. Anyone ever had, has anyone ever had, I've never had this, which surprises me, cause it, but I've never had one. Has anyone had a deep-fried Mars bar? Mate, yes, they are heart never. attack. They are killers. Like if you can, well, maybe I did have some. Mate, if you, <laughs> if, if you can get through... A whole deep-fried Mars bar, you nearly deserve a gold medal because they are no, heart attack. Are they, Ludie? They are unbelievable. Oh, they, are sh- they are shocking. Two bites in and it is just, your eyes are spinning. Oh, it's crazy. Anything for you, Chatty? Any specialties over there? No, I help Obscure? you over there, Just a salad and tuna, that's about it. Salad and tuna. <laughs> another, bo- another boring guest, <laughs> Chewy. Chicken Got to palm. get the rigging, Chuck. And you Gotta know get what? the rigging, Chuck. Over in Adelaide, too, they'd be Palmer sitting on top of the chips, too, over in, in South Australia, isn't oh, it? They don't put the chips on that, the side. How yeah. bad is that, How bad is that? Who wants soggy? No such, no such thing as a Palmer over there, Stewie. They're called Palmies. Oh, they're called Palmies in South Australia, they're aren't they? They're called Palmies, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course they are. call them Palmers. Because they're a bit posh over in South Australia, aren't they? They're a little bit different. Proper English over here, Stu boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was the favourite nightclub in Adelaide for you, Chatty, growing up? Oh, I didn't really venture out of the city much, but I did like the, the Ramsgate on a on a Friday night. What, what about Heaven? Was Heaven a joint over there in Adelaide? Was nah, it? No, that turned into HQ by the time uh, I got my ID and could get let in, Stewie. So. Now, this but might that be... was a pretty good establishment as well. This might be Stewie, back in... Don't, your... don't. 
Don't bring up the Arkabar. <laughs> the Arkabar. I was just about to say the Arkabar and maybe... Don't bring the Arkabar up. <laughs> Have a granny. Don't bring it up. <laughs> and I was going to say to you, Chuck, uh, Lenny's out at Glenelg. Can you remember Lenny's or Ludie? Mate, might be I can remember. Time. Again, Ludie and Chad are far too young for that. But, it, I mean, ambassadors in King William Street upstairs. And when, when I was there coaching the boys, it was done. It was just it was no good. But that was the go. Uh, and then for a while, Tim May had a joint called Players, which was in Grenfell Street. From memory, I might be wrong there, but and that was downstairs, and that's where all the sportsmen used to hang out, wherever the sportsmen hung out. You know what else was hanging out around there, Stewie? <laughs> so that was a good spot. Uh, and then uh, Lenny's down. If you had enough to get the cab down to Glenelg to Lenny's, that was red hot special oh, when early circa, sort of early night, late eighties, early nineties. Yes. And then Thursday night there was uh, up the back of town come on where's the one boys it's still there now um in the food part come on you near young the, near the casino no no oh, i can't think of it i can't believe i can't think of it you blokes used to go there chatty come on Ludie, is a whole atmosphere right. you on blokes. the eastern side of town grand prix <laughs> side, you're, grand talking, prix. you're talking to benjamin button mate i've got no idea <laughs> <laughs> edinburgh I, benjamin, I reckon we met Benjamin, you and I met Michael Sheedy there one afternoon for a coffee near this pub. Uni part, uni students used to go there. Yeah, it's got the pool tables at the top, I reckon. You blokes are useless. Seriously, I just can't think of it. Now, Chatty, Chatty knows the name of this, but he doesn't want to give himself up <laughs> on Tim and you blokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chatty, be honest, mate. I'm, Tell us. I'm probably, ba- I'm probably banned from there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Where's hey. Colin Miller got his nickname? He used to, he used to. God, I can't believe I can't think of the name of it. Sugar. No, no, no. Think back. Uh, eastern side of town, there's a good steakhouse down there. Grand Prix side, the street that runs down towards the gardens. The not the flag, no, but up, up, up the road from it. Not the Earl of Aberdeen, but behind the Earl of Aberdeen. Oh, gee, well, anyway. you've described the whole of what Adelaide. It? It's not that big. <laughs> it's not the crazy horse, is it, Chuck? No, no, not the crazy. That was always a bit later. Um, anyway, whatever it was, Funky Colin Miller, that's where I gave him his nickname because... Uh, he used to take, and this is disgusting, he'd be in this joint, and the name will come to me by the end of the show, because uh, we've been going an hour and 20. Uh, he used to take, <laughs> oh, I'm not joking, this is bad, he'd get the Sheilas, the girls, and he'd take their high heels off, and he'd tip his beer in their shoe, and he'd do a, he'd do a shoey, and he'd scull the beer, and then, I'm telling you, Funky Cold Medina was on the, so I, I labelled him Funky Colin Miller from that. True story. He was doing shoeys before Daniel <laughs> Ricardo. Oh, mate, <laughs> Ricardo copied off Funky Cole at this, uh, oh, jeez, I can't believe I can't think of the name. It's really annoying me now. Anyway, continue on. So, what, uh, we can I agree. just ask, what, what enjoyment do you get out of doing fucking shoeys? Yeah. yeah, I would have thought none, and that's why I thought he was just disgusting, the Funky Cole. He'll be tuning in. He lives in Vegas now, Funky Cole. What, playing cards or something? What's he doing? No, he got married and settled down over there. He lives in Vegas. Funky Cole Medina's in Vegas. Another South Australian cricketer there and Victorian. Another sort of similar trend. Played for two states. 
played for three, actually, because he played for Tassie as well. Now, uh, boys, I want to move on. And, Chatty, you're still going to stay on the line here, big fella. I want to talk I want to talk about uh, uh, the captain of Australia, Tim Payne. There's been a lot of talk in the last week because uh, Steve Smith uh, served his penalty uh, about reinstating Smith into the captaincy. Now, what's your thoughts? I'll start with you, Chuck Berry. Yeah, and in fairness to Chad, I'm protecting him here. Maybe he may not... Well, he can if he wishes, but I'd suggest maybe he no, reserve his opinion. Yeah, you say nothing, Chad. I'll well, answer. Tim and I <laughs> could have our comments. First and foremost, I think Steve Smith is an unbelievable cricketer. So I want to put that on the table. However, uh, and I might be in the minority here, and I think I am, to be honest. I'm all for people getting a second chance in life, and I'm actually pleased that he's got back into the Australian team. What happened between Warner and Smith and Bancroft was horrific, and there was probably, in my opinion, more people that knew that what was going on. But, you know, we'll let sleeping dogs lie. That happened. Um, happy that people got a, an opportunity to, for redemption. But in my eyes only, Steve Smith should never, ever captain Australia again. And the reason I say it, not so much against Steve Smith, I just think, big fellow, if he's made captain again, all that stuff will come back to the surface and then every time we play a test match, he'll go into a press conference and no matter how hard we want it to go away, it will always come up. And can you imagine, and this is why I say it, not just because, oh, no, don't because Steve Smith... If If anything goes wrong in a game of cricket and he has to go to the press conference, can you imagine the scrutiny that he's going to come under? So I believe he doesn't need that pressure. Let him make thousands and thousands of runs. You don't need a a C next to your name to be a leader. And let him offer support to Tim Payne, who's doing a great job. And then when Payne's time's up with a new captain, it's Travis Head or it's Cummins or whoever it is, it might not even be playing test cricket yet. But it's only my opinion, and it's not because I don't like Steve Smith. It's for Australian cricket's sake that I think it would create far too much bad blood across the world. So for me, never, ever again. Yeah, well said. Well said, Chuck. Uh, I, I don't mind that at all. Ludy, what's your thoughts? Oh, I couldn't be more opposite than, than Darren there. Um, I think Darren's showing his age and that he's probably passed it a little bit there. Here we go. Uh, you right talk there. about age, Here Benjamin. We go. You want to talk about age. <laughs> I think I think Steve Smith's a young 30-year-old. He's learned from his mistakes. Um, everyone has made a mistake at some point in their life. I think he's still got plenty of good years to give as Australian captain. He had a great record as captain as far as captaining 34 tests, winning 18 of them. Um, as captain, he made over 3,000 runs at 70, or just under 70. Um, he was a much better player when he had the, the responsibility on his shoulders. Um, I, I just think he's a natural leader and I think Tim Payne's done a marvellous job and he's filled the void and got Australian cricket back to where it needs to be. He's done his job, he's he's he succeeded there and I think as soon as he's done, Steve Smith needs to be the main man and if he isn't, I'd be very, very surprised. Wow. So big fella, too, that's okay. That, that's too Opinions, very, it opinions. Is. That, that is. Uh, you've got to be... Don't ask Chad. I don't think you should ask, ask Chad. It's not fair to ask Chad. But you, know, well, unless he wants to, big fella, you need to be the deciding vote here because Ludeman's lost his marbles and very strong in his opinion. So you're the adjudicator. Uh, listen to what we've both said because Ludy's made some pretty ordinary, I mean, some good arguments as well. 
Uh, and put, where do you sit, big fella? Well, I just want to just like chatty. I, I I I know you want to say something here. Like just uh, you know, like just have a think about it, though. Like I, I, as I think as Chuck touched on, I don't think you need to. You know, like I don't think. I'll sell the fence. I yeah. think depends how long <laughs> they want Tim Payne to play for. If um, they're going to pick him as a keeper batsman for the next two or three years, four years, then. I think he should stay as captain because, as Chuck said, he's done a, a wonderful job through the through the tough times and, and going forward. Um, but I think while Steve Smith's playing, I think he's still going to do a lot of captaining on the field anyway. So um, mm-hmm. depends when they want to move Payne on. Uh, if, if it's in the next one or two years, then I think Steve Smith should take over. Yeah, well, well, well said, Chad. I couldn't agree more with that. Now I, I'm 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 actually. Uh, I'm on with you, Chuck. I actually reckon that uh, you're the chairman. They you're do, the chairman. They do not need any added. Uh, you know, they don't need to highlight anything. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. I reckon Tim Payne's done a wonderful job through a very, very difficult time. He had a lot of knockers when he got the gig, uh, and I reckon uh, you know the Australian totally different story. If we were sitting here and the Aussies weren't going that well, but we've just come off a, a magnificent Ashes victory, had a great summer. Why would you change it? Why would you even want to change it? They're obviously playing yeah, but- great cricket for him. Um, you know, and you're right, Chuck. I just don't reckon we need, you know, if if, if, if things start going wrong, you know, the pr- the pressure mm-hmm. and the heat's going to come straight back on Steve Smith. He doesn't need it. You know, like he's still... Can you imagine, can you imagine when we're in England next year or whenever and we give it back to him and uh, the ball's not swinging, you know, and at the next session the ball swings, which happens sometimes in cricket... And what do you reckon the question is going to be after the game? It will always, sadly, that scar is never getting removed. And in all honesty, you know who I wish we had on the line now? Steve Smith. And I'd love to ask him, and I'd love him to answer. He won't. He'll avoid it at the moment. Would you like to captain Australia again? Chad, can I ask you that? Do you think that he would actually want to do the job again? Because if I was him, I wouldn't. But do you think he would? Oh, I'm not sure. I think you see him, as I said before, on the field always uh, next to Taney and giving him um, suggestions and stuff like that. So it's always in his blood, I think. But your other points about the media, I think that, that's what he's got to take into consideration as well. And at the moment, it just looks like he's in, he's enjoying his cricket. And as I saw in the Ashes, he, he's still led from the front in the way he batted. So I think... Yep, I don't think he would want a captain at the moment. He's a competitive beast, isn't he? Too, you know, like he just that Ashes series. Uh, in all honesty, that that's one of the best performances I've ever seen by a person to come back from the adversity that he had been through and the ridicule and everything that he cop uh, copped over the journey to come back and and do what he did over there. I, I reckon just it was unbelievable, boys, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, agreed. one of the best series you've probably ever seen. By a batter. Yeah, absolutely. Big fellow, I reckon we've cast our votes. So, and again, no, uh, no for me, yes for Ludi. Uh, I'll pick it, Sayers sat on the fence. And the chairman, the big fellow, you've made the call. So at the moment, uh, keeping it real is probably no. But the people that tune into us, we'd love to get your feedback this week, yes or no. And on the points that I've made, that Tim Ludeman's made, and, and Chad, who's a current player, has made, what, what's your decision? And can we move on, big fella? Because I wanted to ask the three of you whether any of you watched the Ben Cousins documentary the other night. And if you did, if you didn't, don't comment. But if you did, what were your comments on what you witnessed on Channel 7 the other night? Mm, I'll go oh, first. I'll, I'll oh, go, go first. Sorry, I, I was... Uh, yeah, I, I was 
Yeah, I don't know. I was dumbfounded, to be honest. I, I just really was shattered for Ben. I've been a great supporter of Ben. I'm a Richmond supporter. When the Tigers gave me an opportunity, I was pumped. Um, you know, I, I just... You know, I wanted to see him get back. I wanted to see him get off the drugs, all that kind of stuff. But I just did not feel um, that he was just legit on Sunday night. Unfortunately, I just don't think he really, uh, his heart's in the right spot. I don't think, you know, like when he was asked questions about his family and what he's done to his family unit, his mum and his dad and his sisters and brothers. And I, I just, I, I honestly do not think that the penny's dropped and he just does not get uh, the the enormous toll that this has taken, not only on himself, but his whole family, boys. Chad, Chad Sayers? Yeah, I thought it was an hour of my life. I'm not going to get back, to be honest, Chuck. Um, as Stuart mm. said, I don't think he was 100% genuine. When you get asked if he's still taking drugs and you, you can't answer that, then what's the point in uh, coming out and telling the story? Ludie? Yeah, I think that was a disappointing thing for me is is the beat-up in the media and the, the TV network that uh, probably went with it and ran with the headlines and all that sort of stuff and built it up to something it wasn't. Um, you know, they were trying to get viewers and they probably did, but in the end it wasn't worth it. Um, they sold something that just wasn't wasn't there. He's he's um, he's a long way off um, telling all and, and revealing the real truth and, and all that sort of stuff because he's, he's, he's not recovered. Um you can tell by, by what we saw the other night. And unfortunately, the, the TV network probably, as media tend to do sometimes, can can display it probably incorrectly. And Ch- Chad, Chuck, Chuck, I want to get your opinion, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, I, I held back till last, but sad, sad, sad. And I'm a little bit older than you guys. And as you know, uh, Tim and Chaddy have both got youngsters, very youngsters, but I've got teenagers so I was actually interested and I wanted to sit down with my teenagers and I say this 100% Stewie and, and you guys don't have to comment. I, I, I have never, I've never in my life done drugs ever. And growing up where I grew up, a lot of me mates were smoking marijuana and, you know, getting into the bongs and all that type of stuff that teenagers sadly and these days do a lot more. I have never ever touched a drug in my life. That's a fact. I've had many beers with you guys, but I've never done drugs. So I I actually wanted my children to watch this, to say to them, I didn't know what I was going to see, to say, hey, this is what an elite sportsman unfortunately happened to him, and this is the effects drugs can have. About a half an hour in, my wife took the children away and said, this is horrific. We are not watching anymore. And that probably summed it up. And... I wish more than anything, big fella, I really wish, because I was a Ben Cousins fan as well. But you said before, unfortunately, all I saw was a really disturbed man and someone who I think's cognitive function, his ability to answer the questions showed me how much effect the drugs had had on him. And it was bloody sad to watch. Uh, I thought it was just horrible. It didn't paint him in any sort of good light. And it showed that he sadly still got a long, long way to go. And I was hoping, because it was advertised as coming clean, there was nothing coming clean about that at all. And probably enough said, but, you know, I wanted my kids to watch it. And my wife took them away because she was so appalled by it. And... Can, you know, can I go uh, back I mean, a step, right? Can I can I go back a step, boys? And I had this conversation with some young kids out at my pizza shop on Sunday night uh, that were, were, you know, talking about watching it and all that kind of stuff. 
I can remember that 2011 doco when the first one dropped. And uh, this was when Ice was just starting to kind of uh, enter the scene and stuff. And, you know, they, they had footage of him smoking an ice pipe. And I've got no doubt I put that down to what happened in rural and country areas because they highlighted that as if it was kind of cool, like an AFL footballer that had the world at his feet that was a superstar, was sitting back smoking an ice pipe, and I put that down to when we had real issues in small country community towns like Warnerville. I was part of a big ice challenge here. We'd done some wonderful things locally, but when they were showing crap like that on the TV back then in 2011, that it was kind of... Hey, look, Benny Cousins is smoking an ice pipe. It's not that bad. I reckon that was just wrong on so many levels. And I look back at that now and I just think, I cannot believe that actually went to air at the time. Yep, move on. Enough said. And uh, maybe I'm in the minority, boys, but uh, I just, uh, I never have. And I, I pray, I pray that my teenagers don't go down that pathway. I hope that myself and my wife have given them enough education but you never know and uh, there'll be people listening to this podcast who sadly have been affected and it's not just it's not just Ben Cousins what he just destroyed his family he's got children yeah and and unfortunately he he can't he's not yet in a place to see as you said the effect that he's had on others and that's the thing when drugs enter people's lives it's not just the person that's affected sadly it's the people around them that also suffer the effects Nah, well said, big fella. Well said. Now, listen, before we wrap it up today, okay, or tonight, well, Ludy's on his second can. I can hear it just cracking in the background. Chatty's on probably uh, his third or fourth too, the big fella. It'll be a West End lager over there. West End. Now, what a play game. We were hanging it last week, Chuck, on... uh, Timmy Ludeman has, a Benjamin. Good, has not got a lot of hair. Benjamin Button, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. He's been bald since he was 16, Timmy Ludeman. Uh, that's a fact. Oh, that actually. that, that but, is a uh, fact. That is a fact. I can remember, remember him as a young kid. So I thought we'll play a little game here, which is uh, famous, famous sports people, famous celebrities who have had oh. implant, hair implants or plugs. Okay, and if you if you don't answer within a couple of seconds, well, you're out. Okay, hey, so, hang on, just sports people, is it, or is it? No, sports people sport? and celebrities, mate. There's plenty of celebrities that have had plugs oh, as well. Oh, okay. okay, so Ludi, we're going to give you first crack at this, mate, because this is this is your game. This is you remembering all your bald mates out there that can't grow you hair. Can't say Tim Luderman either. <laughs> I've gone gone bald gracefully, Darren. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go, Ludi. Who are you going to kick us right. off with? Big fella, right, is, is this people that have made an attempt to sort of... Oh, there's a lot of bald people that are happily bald, you know? No, no, this are is... we talking ones that have tried to plug it up? Yeah, like well, Dougie, okay. Bollinger, Dougie Bollinger comes to mind for mine. Righto, okay. Well, you've just started a rug. Yeah, yeah righto. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick off with Dougie Bollinger. Ludie. Andre Agassi. Oh, Andre Agassi. I didn't realise he had plugs, but that, you're probably right. Chuck. No, I'm 100% right. Chuck. Shane, Shane Warne. Oh, definitely had the plugs and the tips. He's had everything. Chatty. Ricky Ponting. Ricky Ponting. Oh, great yeah. call. Great call. So he's definitely had the plugs. Yeah, he's got something 100%. going on. He's got a little squirrel up there. Right, eh? I'm going to go Jordan Lewis. Oh, Warnable boy. Hope no one from Warnable is listening, Stewie. He's denying it, Jordan, uh, I think, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ludy? I'll go Wayne Rooney. Oh, yes. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, Definitely. Oh, Chuck? 
what about the original uh, advanced hair? Yeah, yeah. Maui Matthews. <laughs> oh, Greg Matthews. <laughs> Greg Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. Righto. Over to you, Chatty. Jacques Callis. Oh, yeah, Jax has had the plugs as well. Jesus, a lot, hasn't it? They've had the plugs. A lot of cricketers. John Travolta, boys. John oh, yeah. Travolta. Yes, he is. You go and have a look at the before and afters of Johnny Travolta. Unbelievable. This, this could go This could go on till breakfast, Stewie, I reckon. Come on, come on, Looney. <laughs> A.B. de Villiers. Oh, Chatty's first wicket. First, first wicket. <laughs> I love it. Chuck? Uh, I'll start on the cricket flavour. Unfortunately, the late, great... Martin Crow. Oh, yeah, Martin Crow, right? Well, unconfirmed. Martin Crow was one. Unconfirmed some of these, I reckon, boys. That's back no, no, that's, a, that's a fact. That's a fact. Righto, Chad? Chuck Berry. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Hang no, on, we said rugs, not, not liposuction. Surely. Not, not Chuck. even funny, you blokes. I am thinning gracefully, and uh, I'm getting a little bit of, just a little bit of a Pope's cap on top. Just a little one upstairs. I reckon I've got about two years in me and then I'll be joining the Ludeman Brigade. Can confirm, I said no drugs earlier. No no drugs, no plugs for Chuck as yet. <laughs> no drugs. That is a great catch cry. No drugs, no plugs. Call me anytime. Chuck Berry. Hey, Chatty, you're out, right? Back to me. Yeah, piss off, Chad. Back to me. I'm going to go Elton John. The yep. Rocket Man. Uh, Rocket Man. I'll go, I'll go Chris Lynn. Oh, Chris Lynn, right? Chris Lynn. He had it, be- he nah, had it before he went bald. There you go. Right. There no way. There's a scoop for you. Chatty, are you confirming this is right or wrong? Is Ludeman out? Out. 100% right. Out. He had definitely had a rug before he went bald. Definitely. No, <laughs> rug or plugs. He had no. a rug before he went bald. Big fella, adjudicate here, adjudicate. Oh, Chatty, you're our guest. You make the decision, mate. Ludeman in or out? Out. Oh, Ludeman. See you later, Timmy. Another ball yeah, one bites the dust. Boys. Come on, Chuck. Over to you, big fella. Let's throw him out. Graham Gooch. Gucci. Come on, straight back at me. Come on. Kevin Costner. Sarav Ganguly. David Beckham. Verinda reckon. Brent Guerra. Well, yes, he had a good rug. That's called <laughs> stalling for time, Chuck, so I'm running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, um, Chuck Sucker. The, uh, the English commentator, what's his name? I can't think Jeff Vaughan. What's his name? Vaughan. Come and on, Michael Vaughan. Michael Vaughan. Michael Vaughan. Michael Vaughan. Definitely rugged up. We'll give him one more chance. LeBron James. Le- has LeBron plugged? Yes. LeBron's yeah, plugged. Come on, hurry up, Chuck. Right, I, I, I'm going to have a stab. I'm running out. What about Wayne Carey? I don't think Wayne has. I don't think nah, Wayne has, boys. Just the colour. I, I, don't, I don't think he has. I don't think All the right, duck well, has. I'm going to lose. I, I was pulling straws a bit there, so I went to Wayne Carey. He's I a, thought I, he I, sort of... I had hey, a, think I, about, hey, listen, remember him playing footy? He had the swimming cap on. Up the top, <laughs> he had the Pope's hat. Can anyone Google he hasn't that? Got that we, anymore. Can anyone Google the duck if he's had plugs? I, I don't think the duck has. I'm, pr- I'm pretty I'm sure we're going to this question today, should we? <laughs> we might ask. We might ask this in the uh, when we put the podcast up if anyone can help us. I had two more. Kim Jong Un, he's had the plugs for sure. <laughs> and Oprah Winfrey apparently has had the female plugs. Really? Yes. Whereabouts? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to ask. Uh, Wasn't there a show when you and I were young, Stewie? Uh, the boys won't remember. I'm sure when you and I were real young, there was a show called Upstairs, Downstairs. Oh, mate, I can't remember that. Where are you going here? Tell the old people, our old listeners, a couple of my old mates at Mornington Creek Club, they were Upstairs, Downstairs. When you said Hope for Winfrey, I thought, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, boys. <clears throat> Hey, the General Havelock. I've said that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Early. <laughs> Early days. The Havelock doesn't, it doesn't have plugs, but the Havelock, Ludum and we went there and had a beer with Michael Sheedy. That's where Colin Miller got his nickname, and that was Thursday night, uni night. Two for one. In Adelaide. Two for, one. Two for once. That's where he was doing <laughs> and, the shoeys. And the drinks as well, Stewie. And the drinks as well. <laughs> hey, now, Chatty, we appreciate your time, mate. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, in all seriousness, you're an absolute ripper. Uh, you've had a sensational career, and fingers crossed, you're going to have a magnificent 2020-2021 season, mate. So uh, we appreciate you coming on, uh, keeping it real. The second ever podcast ever first ever guest uh, my pleasure boys it's been uh, a privilege to be on the show with you mate great stuff now you said there before chuck uh, I, I teed up chatty for this week you just said mm. uh, let's get steve smith on and talk about it can you get him on for us or what are you just chucking uh, I, don't know I, could, uh, I don't even know whether i've still got his number i don't know him that well so i'll do some research but i can't promise that if we can't get steve smith we'll if we, if well, I didn't even know you were getting chat on. But if it's my turn, I'll I'll come up with a special guest. How about we do this? I come up with one next week, yeah, and then Benjamin Button has to come up with one the week after. Beautiful, love it, love it. Does that work? Yep. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Never told us that you were getting the man with no hands on. No. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to tee up someone that you guys won't know, and then and then Benjamin, we'll, we'll play that game. All right? Are you happy with that, Benjamin? More than happy with that. Now, have you got any, uh, before we go out, mate, have you got any uh, David Attenborough or any Richie Benno? Yes, we need something. What do you got for us, mate? Um, well, I know you set the uh, the Donald Trump out last week, but there's, I haven't had enough time to practice. I've been too busy, unfortunately, with work. But uh, I can give <laughs> us a bit of maybe a former, former Australian oh. Prime Minister John Howard might make an appearance. How's that? Give it to us, big fella. You know, I think the Australian public should be very happy that Chad Say has decided to come on the <laughs> podcast. Chuck Ludy and the big fella, small hands and all, he's had a pretty good career. You know, I think all Australians at the moment with coronavirus and walking around the streets should definitely get their Aussie civvies on as I did because I was the best at it. There's no doubt about that. I wish all Australians all the best. Oh, that was brilliant. That was he's very good, isn't he? You know. I- He's very good, John Howard, although halfway through, I reckon he just cracked into Dennis Comedy a little bit. I, I just reckon, reckon he, he wobbled. Did. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. A little oh, I just polished of... up a bottle of red. Give me a chance. <laughs> Have you got any Comedy while we go as well, Big Phil? You got something there from the DC file? Uh, we'll save him up for another time, Stewie. Right. Yeah, just one of... <laughs> One a week. Let Chatty go to the general havelock and uh, big fellow. It's been great again. Uh, it has been when great. I first when I first arrived in Adelaide, uh, big fella, I loved it over there. Ludie and I had a good time and great memories. 
But I always remember when I flew over with my family for the first time, we got off the aeroplane, we were getting off, and the captain said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Adelaide. Please adjust your clocks, because as you know, the time difference. <laughs> he said, please turn your clock back 30 effing years. <laughs> Correct weight. <laughs> Correct weight, big fella. Awesome stuff, boys. Episode two, we are looking for a sponsor. Okay, no one forthcoming as yet. But um, <laughs> maybe, Looney, who do you work for? Is it Pickles Auctions? Who is it? No, don't be stupid. Richie, Richie Brothers. Richie Brothers. That's it, Richie Brothers. Maybe they might jump on board and get involved with us. We're going to go out a little uh, with a little ditty tonight, boys. Uh, one of your favourites. From back at the Havelock days, I reckon Chuck Saka. Enjoy the proclaimers. See ya, guys. Swing it like sayers. Swing it around corners. Well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I heaver, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's heavering to you. But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to be the man who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. When I'm watching, yes, I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the man who's watching